Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast today. I had a couple of sessions with people that the same theme was recurring, and so I wanted to take what I shared with them and pass it along to you and help you understand how to apply this tool because I want to share with you exactly what you can do to diffuse a fight before it even begins. And couples who can master this step will avoid literally like 95% of the problems that they run into because so often people have the same goals. They want to have a connected relationship. They want to be happy. They want to enjoy each other's company. They want a stronger level of uh, emotional connection. They want to develop their physical relationship. There's so many things that people are on the same page with. And when they're not, it's possible to work through things and be able to get on the same page or at least come to an understanding together and work with where each of them are. But it's impossible to do that if there's fighting and arguing and tension. And so uh, I've shared this a couple of times with some recent couples. Sometimes I'll tell them, and I'm gonna, I would like to share this with you now, but sometimes I spend the majority of the entire session, let's say I'm working with somebody, it's an hour-long session, I might spend 40 minutes discussing a literally a two-second interaction that happened during that week. And so I want to explain what I mean by all of this, but instead of therapy, instead of when couples come in to work with me, I, the goal isn't to just rehash every fight and put out the fire of the week. Because then therapy lasts forever and people aren't developing the skills that they need. They're just relying on a mediator to give them advice and solve problems. And so, and something that I've shared with a couple of clients recently is that sometimes I'll spend, let's say it's an hour session, sometimes I'll spend like 40 minutes of that session processing literally a two second interaction that the couple had that week. So, what I mean by that and the reason for that is. So for, for therapy, for me, my goal is not to discuss the fight of the week and put out the fire of the week because then therapy never has an end. And we're discussing the same things over and over and over again. It's just that it's a new argument, but it's the same process that gets people stuck. So instead of talking about every single nitpicky thing that ever goes on in the relationship, I want to give couples the tools and the frameworks to know how to approach each other in a way to be able to not only resolve the disconnection that they feel, but also resolve the problems that they're going through. Because yes, we do need to talk about finances and intimacy and parenting and vacations and what to do with our spare time. And there's there's so many things that we struggle with or need to come together around and figure out in our relationship. But that is impossible to do if we if we start off these conversations and then there's tension and the things escalate and we misunderstand one another and we get into these site, they get into these cycles and these fights that happen over and over again. Sometimes I'll work with people and they'll call me and like, Hey, we're struggling. We're having the same fight all the time. And so my goal is to give people the tools and the framework to know how to dissolve fights, prevent them from diffuse them, from even beginning in the first place. And then if things do get escalated, giving them the tools and the framework to know exactly how to de-escalate them, reconnect toward with one another, and then solve the problem that initially started the conversation in the first place. And so when I say that sometimes I'll spend literally a whole session talking about a two-second exchange, 
it's not an exaggeration. And this is why this is, this is the most valuable 40 minutes that I could spend with somebody. So the way that I've described this recently, and sometimes I, you know, I've been sharing the same concepts for years, but as I teach more and more people and help people through the process, the way that I explain it, I use different analogies and metaphors and ways of trying to ex- express and communicate these frameworks so people can take them and instantly create a change in their relationship. So recently I had this idea. I used this analogy. Imagine like, uh, and this might not be the best analogy. Again, this is how I'm trying to kind of describe things in a way that can make sense. But I imagined as I was listening to this couple go back and forth, I wanted to interrupt that. And then I said, the thing that we want to focus on right now is the moment of impact. So that was this phrase that I'd, I'd never used before, but as I was speaking it, it seemed to make sense with them. So I wanted to share this with you. So we want to focus on the moment of impact. So imagine a bomb is dropped out of a plane. The moment it hits the ground, that's when the explosion happens. Then all of the collateral damage, all the chaos, all the dust, all the fire, the debris, all of that is just noise. In our relationships, and if you reflect on some of the more, let's just think about, if you were to think about some of the more recent fights that you've been in, there's a moment in time when you guys were totally fine, where everything was neutral, you were talking, and then there was an instant, a two second, like a microsecond, where the energy changes. And things start to change in your body, and you might notice some tension, or you might feel this like swelling of anger or defensiveness or frustration, or there might be resistance, or there's just this pushback, or the other person or you or yourself might be shutting down and getting quiet and shrinking back and detaching. That means there has been a moment of impact where something happened. It landed on you in a negative way. Now your body is responding or rather reacting to the trigger going off. So there's a moment of impact. And that could mean, that can be anything. That could be when you get your your spouse gives you a certain kind of a look. Or the way that they say something has a bit of an edge in their voice. Or they might, it comes off as condescending. Or you feel under, misunderstood in a moment. Or you feel criticized in a moment. It's this moment of impact that changes the direction of the conversation. Another image that I have in my head is a train track that then diverges. You know how there's like these little switchers that you can go left or right, but it's a, so it's like a fork in the road, right? And you can go which, whichever direction you're, you're going. This is exactly what happens. As soon as there's a moment of impact, then there's a divergence. The tracks diverge and they split from one into two. The conversation goes from neutral to now feeling like there's this negative energy there. That is the moment in time that is the most important moment to pause and process, which is why I'll spend so much time in that two-second exchange because there are so many things that are going on that then contributes to all of the noise, right? Once Once that moment of impact happens, the bomb explodes, and then everything can spiral from there. And it always comes down to like one core thing, one or two core things where the energy changes. So I want to give you some stories, a couple of examples. So uh, I was working with somebody recently, and right now they're working on identifying and slowing down their cycle and learning how to connect with one another because they get stuck and they get frustrated and argue 
and they don't understand each other and then they kind of retreat into their corners and then there's no progress. And so they were they were sharing with me where they were feeling stuck during the week and I'm listening, right? As I listen, this is again I, a kind of like a parallel process. I want to share with you what I'm listening for so you can then pay attention to it in your relationship. So when I'm listening, I'm not the content isn't important. Whether they're talking about money or parenting or doing chores, the content doesn't matter because that's not why people fight. So I'm listening for what's that moment when the energy changes and what was it that caused that? So in this particular example, the wife was sharing with the husband something about her day. And she was talking about something and in the middle of her speaking to him, in the middle of a sentence, he gets up from the table goes over to the pantry and grabs a snack. So that's the moment. So and I keep using this phrase, that is the moment of impact for her. He gets up, steps away from the conversation, goes to the pantry, grabs himself some food. In his mind, he's listening. He's paying attention. He's going to go grab some food, come back to the table. They're just chatting. Everything's fine. In her mind, him getting up from the table sends her the message that what she's saying doesn't matter. That's the impact that I'm listening for. There's always an event, some circumstance, some exchange that sends a message that causes a negative reaction. And I'm always paying attention to What's this? What? How are you taking it? What? What are you making that mean? He gets up and grabs a snack. What do you make that mean? Because if she gets hurt by that, she's making it mean something. So she says, "I take that as he doesn't care about anything that I'm saying right now." And the feeling that goes with that interpretation is, of course, she's crushed. They're trying to rebuild their relationship. She's starting to open up to him again. They're trying to come back together and repair a lot of damage that has happened in the past. And then he gets up and grabs a snack. Like that's what she's thinking. So as a result of that, it's a two second exchange that changes the entire course of their week because they're learning how to come back together. Still, they're learning how to share with one another in an effective way that can resolve the hurt that that moment of impact creates. And then they get stuck and that's when this whole cycle shows up, right? He gets defensive. What are you talking about? It's just a snack. I'm paying attention to you. Why do you always nitpick me? I'm trying my best. Didn't you realize that I'm over here and I did the dishes and blah, 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 blah. This whole thing goes on and she gets defensive back and everything spirals because of that one moment. And it's there's two things that I want to encourage everybody to be focusing on when we do this. Number one, what is that moment? What message are you receiving that's causing you pain? Then number two, how are you responding to it? Because if she gets hurt and he then gets defensive and then she gets defensive, it's gone. You've lost it. Like the, diver- the divergence on the train track is now split from one into two. And so the goal is not to finish the discussion. The goal is to go back to the moment where things changed when the message was sent you're not important to me. And by the way, that was unintentional because he was listening. He was paying attention. He did care. But if she gets the message that he's not and that he doesn't, we need to stop right there and process that very, very slowly 
to get them back on the same page so that then they can finish their discussion, whether they're talking about their day, whether they're talking about parenting again, or any other topic, we have to number one, identify that moment of impact and what it was. Number two, we need to share how we were affected by what just happened. Happened. We need to share it in a vulnerable way with our spouse. And so if she were to say, hey, what's your problem? Can't you see I'm in the middle of a sentence? Then he's gone because he gets defensive because he's feeling attacked. And then he responds in a negative way, which reinforces her concern or her fear that he really doesn't care because look how defensive he's getting. He's not listening to her. He doesn't understand her. The whole thing falls apart. So instead of saying something like that, instead what we want to do is share how we feel and how we took what just happened in a vulnerable way. So the ideal type of share would look something like, hey, when you get up to go get a snack, the way that I take that is that you're not listening and that what I'm saying isn't important to you, right? That's the meaning. And then you add the feeling. And that's devastating for me because I'm starting to open up and I want to have a stronger relationship with you and I've been guarded for so long. So it's really painful for me to feel like what I'm saying doesn't matter to you. That's very, very different than saying, are you serious? You're going to get up in the middle of what I'm saying and getting a snack? Now, she didn't say that, but that's just the example, right? What if she were to have said something like that? The whole thing falls apart. Well, let me actually add one little caveat. Maybe it doesn't fall apart because maybe he can see through that and try to get to the bottom of like, oh, what just happened? How did she take that? It's very, very difficult to do, especially in the beginning. But once you get better at this process, then you can interrupt it at that point. So there's lots of different ways to interrupt this cycle and slow down that moment so you can come back together. But those are two of the decision, those are the two of the exit points of the cycle. She can share that vulnerably or he can hear it through the frustration and try to search for and get the core of what just happened. Again, that's much more difficult to do because he doesn't even know something went off. He doesn't know there was a moment of impact. He's just thinking, oh, wow, that's crazy. I can't believe that happened to you today. Let me grab my food in the background while I'm eating. He has no idea that she just got triggered. So to summarize that, those are the two key things, and I'll share one more example. Those are the two key things that we're looking for. Actually, yeah, I'll come back to the summary after this next example. There was another uh, couple that I was working with where um, there was some frustration where the car, one of their cars had died, and the husband said, okay, well, we're going to get this taken care of, but I'd rather do this later on today because usually when batteries die, once you start the car and drive it around, the alternator charges the battery. And so the wife gets frustrated with him and says, no, I want to fix this right now. Why do you have to put this off? And so she gets upset because in her mind, she's thinking, I cannot miss work tomorrow. I don't want to mess with this later because what if it's not the battery and we needed to do something else? We don't really know what's going on with the car. I need to fix this now. But the way she said it was in this like frustrated tone, which I get. That's completely understandable and we're going to get frustrated, which is fine. The husband responded and caught it in such an effective and, and an important kind of a way. Once he noticed the energy change in the relationship, then he caught it on his end, right? This is the second exit point. Because for her, 
she feels like, okay, my husband's not listening to me. I want to get this taken care of right now. And he wants to do it later. He's pushing this off. Doesn't this matter to him? Right? It's always some underlying reason like that about like, are our needs unmet? Do we feel unimportant? Do we feel like we matter? It's almost always, it almost always comes back to that. So that got activated in her. She gets frustrated at him and says, no, let's fix this now. And then instead of him getting defensive and fighting back, he slowed it down and said, hang on. Hey, the way that we're speaking right now, I don't like how we're talking about this. It just feels like you're coming at me. I want to figure this situation out with you, but I don't want to fight about it. And she got frustrated again, like, well, you're not listening to me. I want to fix this right now. And he's like, hang on, before we talk about the battery, I want to make sure that we're good. I don't want to fight right now. So I want to talk about it in a way that we can figure this out together. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying we can't fix this right now. But just how you're approaching me right now, it just, it brings up my guard and I don't want to fight. Can we please just recognize we are, we're going to solve this problem today. I just don't want to fight. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I just, I got frustrated because I'm, I, I want to make sure this gets done right. And I need to make sure this is done today. So I'm sorry I got frustrated. I'm sorry that I got frustrated with you. That was such a perfect example of how we want to respond to these moments of impact. Because it's impossible for us to go throughout the day and not have a moment of impact. Because they're often unintentional. The husband did not mean to send the message to his wife, hey, you know what, your needs don't matter. I'm going to get to it whenever I want to. It doesn't really matter if you are you know, if you feel this urgency to get this problem solved. He wasn't trying to communicate that. He was just thinking, okay, in terms of timing, we're going to leave the house in a little bit. Why don't we check it then? Because then we're going to be driving around anyways. He's thinking on a totally different on a totally different channel. And so because she was affected by that and took it in the way that she did, the goal is to be able to do one of two things, catch that and communicate that. Or if we miss it and we get frustrated and we kind of get pulled into that, ideally the partner can slow it down and say, hang on, before we go any further, right? This is going back to that moment where things diverge. Before we go any further and talk about the battery or talk about how we approached that parenting situation or talk about anything, I want to make sure that we're good. So the way that I'm taking this right now is there's just a lot of, there's conflict. I feel conflict. I feel like we're going down this path and I don't want to fight. Can we slow this down right here? What's going on? Can we, like, can we take a step back? And by doing that, you exit the cycle because then you can get to the bottom of what's going on. And for her, it was, I just want to make sure that you're hearing me, that this need gets taken care of. And I get that you want to do it later because then they can go on and they talked about doing the battery and she shared her concern. I want to just get this done because we don't really know if it is the battery. What if it's something else? So he's like, okay, I hear you. I understand that. Let's figure this out now. And it was a good thing that they did because the battery didn't just need a recharge. There was a cell in the battery that died. So there was no way they could have solved that just by having the alternator charge the thing. All of that content though is beside the point. So often couples get stuck in this, the chaos and the noise of the content or the topic of conversation when it is literally never about that. It's always about how are we taking these messages, these nonverbal, 
again, the way that the, the wife had spoken, there was just, ener- there was like this frustration there. So it was like nonverbal. It was all tone. And that tone sent a message of like, we're going to fight. Things are going to spiral. Like that's how he took it. I can see she's mad. We're going to fight. I don't want this to spiral. So let's just slow it down right here. Solve what's happening. And then we can problem solve the actual situation that we're talking about. So the last thing that I want to share is that this goes back to, I guess, what I mentioned. I'll maybe share it a little more clearly if I, if I, if I can. It's always about attachment. So when I say attachment, what I mean is it always comes down to a message in a conversation or an exchange that compromises or breaks down our attachment or our connection. So in other words, him not going to get the battery sent her the message, her needs don't matter. The reason why that's so painful is because it disrupts that bond, the attachment, the closeness, the trust that we want to have in a relationship, like this foundation of my partner hears me, I matter to them. Whenever that becomes uncertain, that's when we react. That's when we protect ourselves. Sometimes we get mad. It's fight or flight. Sometimes we get mad. Sometimes we get defensive and shut down and avoid. But it's always some variation of fight or flight. Which again, like I said, is always linked to attachment. This is why we want to slow these moments down. This is why this is the most valuable 40 minutes I could ever spend with a couple. Is to go back to that moment where things became Uh, where they started to unravel because unless you understand this and unless you know how to repair this attachment when it breaks, you will continue to struggle for a long, long time. So the idea isn't you come into session and I just kind of talk to you about, you know, how to solve the problem with the battery next time it happens. You can figure that out on your own. The people that I work with, and I'm sure anybody who's listening, you're smart people. It's not that you can't figure out your problems. It's that when our attachment and our connection becomes, when that starts to disintegrate and fray, that is the reason why we fight. And so I want to go back to that moment where that happened, work through it with the couple in session, because there's lots of layers to this, right? Sometimes there's lots of levels of hurt. Sometimes there's shame. Sometimes the way that we react is rooted in something else and in some of their own insecurities and fears. Like there's lots of layers to it. But I want to share with you the framework though. And so when I'm in session with a couple, whenever they get stuck, there's a reason why. And so I like to figure out and I spend time figuring out what's getting in the way of this. And again, it always comes back to if you can repair this attachment and this connection between you two, you will be able to solve any problem that you could ever face in your relationship or you can come to an understanding and learn how to work together within this difference of opinion. So it's always about attachment and that's the thing that I'm paying attention for. This is why I think sometimes when, so sometimes I work with people and I'll be like the third or fourth therapist and they go from therapist to therapist because they don't feel like they're getting what they need. And so often it's because attachment is not the focus of the session. I remember being in grad school and going to these different trainings outside of school where I learned all about this approach. In grad school, we literally never spoke more than like three minutes about attachment. 
We never spoke more than three minutes about attachment. It was written in a book. I read it in a paragraph, but we, we like spent no time on how to repair these breaches in attachment, how to strengthen the connection between a relationship. But this is everything. And so, so many therapists, they're, they're listening to different things. They're listening to, well, what's their problem-solving strategies? And are they doing reflectively listening? And they're focused on all these external things when that's not the issue. And so the goal, again, is to focus. This is, this is again, why I'm kind of sharing this parallel process. This is the framework, and this is what I'm paying attention to in session. This is why people can make progress so quickly because once you repair that attachment, you instantly feel better. You don't have to wait. Let's say somebody, uh, I was working with somebody just recently and he's like, we've been stuck in our cycle for 20 years. So does that mean we have to spend 20 more years doing this? And I was like, absolutely not. Once you identify these broken, again, I call this, atta- it's like the, this, the, the attachment. Once you can break, once you can identify where this connection breaks down and then you know how to repair it, you will feel better instantly. It's like you have a sliver in your hand. You pull the sliver out, it's gone. And it doesn't continue to bother you, right? You pull out the thing that's bothering you and you're perfectly fine. The same thing is true with relationships. When you can learn how to identify, slow down, and repair when these little moments of impact go off, you'll be able to literally work through anything. And so I would encourage you as you think about your own situations, try to pay attention now to, again, I guess I, I call these moments of impact. I've never thought about, about it in this way before, but it's these little micro moments in a conversation that unintentionally we interpret in a way that undermines the connection and the attachment that we feel, which then sends us into our protective mechanisms. That's what causes these problems. So I would encourage you to pay attention to these moments And then try to stop the conversation from going further and solve that moment by sharing and clarifying, coming to a new understanding, and then being able to pivot. Because once you do that, again, you'll be able to then solve the conversation, like the battery, right? The husband didn't want to talk about the battery until they felt like they were in a good place together. And that was the best thing that he could have done in that moment. So I would encourage you to pay attention to those moments in your own relationships and apply this. And of course, if things get in the way, that's normal. There's layers and layers to this, but that's the framework. You just keep applying that framework and unpeeling these layers until you can really come together and work through all of the hurt that makes it difficult for you to stay connected. So I hope that helps. And I look forward to speaking with you guys next week. And I hope that you're able to apply this framework and see the progress in your relationship because I know that this is such a a sensitive place for people, but this is literally, this is what it's all about. All right, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.